0: Instead of Snake Eyes, they should have made another G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. Hear me out. Okay, um, oh yeah, welcome to another episode of Fun with Flame. I'm your host, Daniel The Flame, um, and this episode is about the G.I. Joe movies. Uh, I already did my review on the Snake Eyes movie. I talked in depth with that on another episode. By all means, check it out over on anchor.fm slash, uh, Day of the Flame. There's spaces in between my name. Uh, hyphens actually but um i uh the snake eyes movie was disappointing it could have been something and i actually was looking forward to watching it and it really let me down uh big time not even a fan of gi joe but you know everybody know everybody like snake eyes you know if you talk to even the the most casual of viewers of the original G.I. Joe, they could tell you that Snake Eyes was a prominent character that they know, liked, and um, kind of adored. Now, I know from the actual history of his character, because upon, after my review, after watching the movie, I looked up more information about him and stuff like that. You know, like you do. Um, And I found out more about his backstory and shit like that, and it's like, yeah, that's cool. That's all, you know, well and good. That's fine. Uh, And the Snake Eyes movie itself them basically portraying it as his origin story them going along the lines of saying like they're following the comics and like they're saying like yes this is how snake eyes came to be and it's something that's really gonna you know shock and awe people and it essentially just kind of fall into the wayside it's just like a snake eyes is this badass silent um, ninja and um you are not a badass ninja you talk a lot And you're actually the bad guy in this situation. It wasn't a good look for the Snake Eyes' character, (laughs) if you will, um, that they were doing this movie this way. And it it just, I keep saying and, but uh, eh, it wasn't a good look at all. So after that, I actually watched the original G.I. Joe movie, The Rise of Cobra. And realistically, I did it again, the Anne thing. Huh, just won't stop realistically um it's not a bad movie i understand that there are multiple parts of the movie that just get completely oh what the fuck is this and yes by all means yes but if you was the graded after um through like a uh giving you like a one out of five type deal it'd be a three because it's not awful you know it's just campy but it's campy because gi joe was campy you see what i'm saying even like let's put it in perspective the timeline in which this came out you know this that movie came out way before like um comic book franchises or even the thought of taking something that used to be a cartoon turning it into a movie and then essentially giving it an r rating was a thought this was done by the goddamn Hasbro company for God's sakes and all they want to do is sell toys. they don't care for anything else except for selling toys they just want to sell toys. Why do you think they let Michael Bay do what the fuck, whatever the fuck he wanted with the Transformer series they just want toys um, Merchandising is a motherfucker. <laughs> it's like you can, people understood exactly how little like movie box office um, uh, like box office revenue is compared to like merchandising rights you, you it's amazing. <laughs> it was like just depending on what the um what the actual product is or like how well the movie itself is perceived and then the merchandising that comes with it it's amazing it's it's fucking amazing at what exactly the the huge difference is but yeah, so I was like from that aspect, I understand, but it doesn't mean that you don't have to. Bring in a good story. And with um with the Snake Eyes, the G.I. Joe Snake Eyes movie. Um, I assume that essentially that would have been the notion is that we don't need to no longer focus on merchandise selling or anything of the sort, but more so telling of a good story with this original IP. We've already seen this issue. Um, well, the prominent example of this issue was with the current He-Man, um, and the masters of the universe fiasco that's currently going on i've talked about that to an extent um as well but uh it's a perfect example under the fact that you know it is okay oh that and transformers that it is okay for people to experience or see an ip and it not basically be used as just this way of stuffing down your throat all of these arranged of characters so that your kids can get hyped with selling their toys and the Snake House was a perfect example of essentially just, hey, let's make a string of movies about G.I. Joe. Uh, not um, really not too much foreign than the Mortal Kombat movie that just came out. And that movie was shit in comparison to what actually Mortal Kombat actually is. But yeah. But again, you know, video games and movies they don't, they don't really they don't really mix that well. Uh, <laughs> they just they just they really don't. I don't know why. And then, awkwardly enough, the video game industry is trying to just start franchising like they're all video games now are just starting to become these long narrative driven movies that are just super drama filled. And you got a bunch of video game people trying to get into movies and somebody's trying to prove a point somewhere, but no one's actually going to be able to make a good actual movie. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with them, but this is just the world we live in right now. But uh, <laughs> I digress. But this guy's movie essentially was like a hope. That you can take the IP of G.I. Joe and do a hell of a lot good with it. Opening up doors for an incredible story, crazy characters, um, amazing fight scenes and shit like that, and overdrawn set pieces. Shit that's that's used in G.I. Joe, you know? Take away the... Um, overwhelming umbrella that is the MCU and the shadow that they're casting on franchising shit, and essentially starting off from scratch with your own IP that ain't got really nothing to worry about in terms of copycatting anything else, because G.I. Joe was just military shit, and you ain't gotta worry about superheroes when you're dealing with military shit. You just need a good enough budget to do really good special effects and choreograph um, good choreograph fight scenes. So... That's all that really you needed to do. Just give you a, an old, like a an okay story that can be used as a jumping-off point to avalanche a franchise out of basically millions of like just well not millions but basically a bunch of characters that that each are incredibly interesting with their own backstory and their own fleshed-out purpose and whatnot, and just keep piling on everything that you can to. Build up the reputation of the Joes as well as build up the reputation of Cobra, and Snake Eyes should have been the thing that ushered in that concept. Now, the initial idea is that the right, like, well, the initial idea of this episode is that I'm talking about how the Rise of Cobra essentially was a much better GI Joe movie than Snake Eyes. Um, I don't believe that this is some like I don't. uh, Well, no, I'm I'm mixing my words. Uh, Let me let me backtrack that. I do believe that the um, Rise of Cobra movie is a much better G.I. Joe movie in comparison to the Snake Eyes movie because the Snake Eyes movie is an origin story over Snake Eyes, but it it basically was kind of incoherent of a movie um, and it in itself wasn't really uh, satisfying to look at or watch or endearing at all. Um, You didn't really get a sense or a feel of, Cobra being a threat, and you kind of had Snake Eyes stumble into his position rather than see a uh, well-deserving growth of this again amazing badass ninja character, regardless of what the origin is supposed to be. And yes, I do know <laughs> uh, Snake Eyes is supposed to be a blonde hair, blue eyed white boy, but you know Asian representation, uh, that's a thing. But yeah, um, he's supposed to be a blonde hair, blue eyed white boy, uh, and it ah, deviating away from that—that's a thing. That's its own thing, tokenization and shit like that. Like that's its own thing. The original character is what the original character is, and them starting off with the most popular character—it's—it's it's just awkward that essentially <laughs> the GI Joe origins went the same way as the X Men origins with Wolverine. You take your most popular character, you start them off in their own origin story, but you have a whack ass way of the execution. And there you go with what you end up with. It's awkward as hell that that's what happened, but it literally is the same thing that happened with Wolverine. And so implementing and doing that with Snake Eyes, it didn't, you know, it didn't fret any better. That's like, yeah, the, the exact same thing happened with Wolverine, but sad that it did, but it did And the thing is, is that the Rise of the Cobra movie, after re-watching that, basically did everything that Snake Eyes should have did but like a hell of a lot better. Um, Yeah. The movie dialogue is just, and I hate using the word cringy. God, is it cringy? (laughs) So many times where they just deliver the cheesiest lines, with like the smallest amount of emotion, Marlon Wayans as an actor is very, it's very tricky when people use Marlon Wayans. Because the thing is, is that Marlon Waynes actually can be serious. His earlier career, he did a lot of serious shit. But it's like later on, he got into this persona of constantly being goofy. But the thing is, is that he also knows how to do a fantastic um, side character that is a comic relief character. But you have to be able to balance him out from not trying to be too funny. Thinking that, oh, I'm going to get the Marlon Waynes that's in Scary Movie for just this well, well-adjusted and well-mannered military expert that's capable of doing all this serious shit, but he can choke around every once in a while. The mindset of having Smokey do that bad. The mindset of having um the Marlon Webb that did that movie of these um ODing junkies with um him and uh Jared Leto. That's what you need. That's what you should do. It's like the the multiple um like the different kinds um, different types of scenes that he did with um senses in the the census movie with uh, him and david spade and it's like yeah when he needed to get that goofy persona out yeah Angel was able to deliver but some of the scenes in the census movie that i actually like are the times when he's talking shop with a lot of like the head honchos of like different business or um companies and whatnot and it's like he's speaking in a manner and he knows what he's saying and he's basically winning these guys over with his charm and his intelligence that's the kind of marlon webb shit that you need to do and you just take away a lot of that goofy shit. But people don't know how to do that, um, especially when they're using him. So you probably should have got another actor or you should have got someone who's able to write a script that he could definitely work off of. So, essentially, Martin Webb is somebody that if you give him a script, he knows what to do with it. You just have to be able to give him a script that can function with that bullshit. Too bad that that's not having, um, pre- uh, like, you know, in his career as of late. So, really, there's no. Nothing else to back it, aside from his earlier work. But it's like, yeah, if he if he was able to do that earlier, you know, in his acting career, who's to say he can't do it later in his acting career? Just fuck, you know? <laughs> it's like, damn, why don't people understand shit like that? Um, So, seeing, like, the shit like that in the Rise of the Cobra movie, the different cheesy lines, a lot of the weird concepts they had, basically trying to shoehorn Shadden Tatum as this action star back when his... In the earlier stages of his career, nah, I was like, nah, 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 nah. Uh, but the thing is, like, you know, Channing Tatum wasn't bad in the Cobra movie, but it was like, what they had him do, <laughs> especially as like Duke was like uh, super cheesy, just really, really fucking cheesy. Everything from the flashbacks to the different, um geez, I can't, I can't stress the dialogue shit enough. Uh, <laughs> and then just the the whole concept of like, yo, let's take these rookies. And have them be implemented in a lot of our amazing secret and most important missions that are currently going on. And it was like, even though we've showcased that we have other well-trained soldiers who are essentially in the same boat as them, but they've been here longer and should be trusted more. But these guys are new. So what? <laughs> Yo, Joe, like it's just stupid, just really stupid. Um, but if you take all away that stuff, the Rise of the Cobra move, <laughs> the Rise of the Cobra movie was excellent in its execution of starting off a G.I. Joe franchise. Um, excellent. I, I reiterate that. Excellent. Now, I personally believe that the G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra essentially has the um it's a, uh, it's, a, it's a condition that certain movies get, in my opinion, where it is you are negative by default, and that coincides with essentially your sequel or your prequel movie was so goddamn bad that it in turns make the other movie seem awful by default. Happens to a lot of movies more often than you might even notice, but it is something that generally happens a lot where people essentially might... Write off or cast away a movie simply because they've seen another ver- like they've seen the original and they didn't like it, or the sequel is so goddamn bad that it just makes everything from the original just seem bad in perspective. It's like, well, if this was what they were doing on the first one and what it was going to build up to from the sequel, then that makes the shit stupid because it ultimately didn't make any sense. It happens. <laughs> like it happens. Um, I can't like it. It just it, like sometimes that happens, but. I feel like that more so was the offset of the original G.I. Joe movies, as The Rise of Cobra wasn't a bad movie, but the sequel, shitting me, <laughs> like, that is some, it's a piece of shit. Let's kill off Chad Tatum, the main character from the first movie. Right. Let's kill him off. Why? Let's have The Rock play his best friend. Wasn't that Marlon Wayne? The Rock's going to be a different character, and then he's going to take over the show. Oh, so you just want The Rock to be the head billing on this movie rather than Chad Tatum, who would be underneath? Yeah, I got that. Ooh, let's also get fucking um, Bruce Willis. Who wouldn't want to see Bruce Willis in a GI Joe movie? I wouldn't want to see Bruce Willis in a. G- Why the fuck would we need Bruce Willis? Because he's an action star. Jesus Christ! You don't. No, <laughs> it's like just no. Fuck. We were—it was like we, we kind of had something going here, and then you blew it because you're stupid. But I feel that yes, the original was downtrodden even more, more so um, than it should have been because of how just terrible the sequel was. And its follow-up to the original rise of cobra which in itself wasn't that good of a movie but it was an okay movie and it's like if it just had a sequel that was amazing then we'd be telling a different story right now but it didn't <laughs> but essentially the rise of cobra did a lot of things good It introduced two likable characters duke and um, ripcord uh it had a slew of different um gi joe characters it had snake eyes being snake eyes he was a cool quiet ninja that was just doing dope shit and the movie um showcased that a lot Uh, (laughs) it was like yeah that was cool one of my favorite scenes is when they were like someone has to be able to walk over a pressure sensitive floor and um they can't like they have to do it delicately and he has it shows snake eyes walking on his hands to like a little control panel and then like the uh, techie was like, alright, now you gotta put in a series of complicated inputs in order for the door to open up. And Snake Eyes just pulls out a knife and stabs it. And then it, the door opens up. And then the guy goes, Orb, you can do that. And it's like, yeah, that's Snake eye shit. <laughs> it's like, that was that was cool. That was dope. But that, that that's essentially what the fucking Snake Eyes origin movie should have been about. <laughs> or at least actually follow his origin of hiding out at the, uh, clan because of military stuff, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, so it, it didn't, it didn't have, you know, it, it was, it was by all means like, yeah, I, I can, so someone come up to me and saying that the Rise of Cobra movie was bad. And I was like, yeah, I, I can, I totally understand you saying that. But to me personally, it wasn't that bad for something as campy as G.I. Joe actually was. And that was because of a lot of restrictions that they had for those cartoons back in the 80s and whatnot. And I totally understand it. They did the same thing with G.I. Joe, with He-Man, and all the other things back in the 80s. Certain things you couldn't do with cartoons. I mean, realistically, no one in Cobra actually ever really died. Uh, (laughs) So no one actually really got shot either. But um, yeah i understand that argument so when seeing a real life movie by all means you would think hey we're dealing with militaristic people and shit like that we can now show murder but the original gi joe movie rise of the cobra was pg-13 and it was done by hasbro and everything but it was intended to sell toys it wasn't under the notion of building up franchises or actually needing a concrete and well um well put story in order for it to um function within the um, longevity of continuously pumping out movies and stuff like that they just needed a movie and then the movie did well and i was like well just pump out another one who gives a fuck what actually we're supposed to do continuity doesn't need to make sense we don't need to have a story structure or anything like that we just need cool action scenes and okay script and bam people are gonna watch it and then bam people didn't watch it but the actual thing elements that they implemented in the first movie seems like someone had some type of monogram of intelligence to what was going on i love the fact that the rise of the cobra movie ends with the overall plot not actually being um cobra launching warheads but actually being about replacing the president with one of the um with the shapeshifter guy or the the disguise artist guy who literally studied for months in an attempt to replace and um, portray the president, and then the fact that the sequel utilized that, in which Cobra eventually tried to take over Washington D.C., I liked that they did that. You know, and it was like I, I mean, I don't like the sequel, but I like that that was essentially what should have been taken as the setup for the sequel. Um, it was like I like that the like the part of Cobra Commander finally getting revealed, and then even how they revealed him. Mm-hmm. I like that he was the younger brother of the baroness and you know i know that that's not um canonically correct or anything like that but just the story of what the movie was doing i thought that was okay you know and it was like he actually was the brother of the baroness who survived the accident when they thought he died it wasn't that shocking of a twist or anything like that but it was still an okay concept and then essentially the experiment and what all he found out during um um in uh, or the aftermath of like him faking his death and whatnot changed his mindset and his viewpoints for the world, which led to him becoming Cobra Commander. I thought that was cool. Even like him, the accident essentially giving him some type of makeshift um, or a messed up breathing apparatus, which then would ultimately allow the helmet that the Cobra Commander eventually gets, or the um, you know the hood that he might wear, um, a reason for being. And it's like, yeah, I like that. It actually flowed well. It was like, by all means, you could have taken out the cheesy crap of her being like, hey, I want to marry you. It was, okay, but promise me, you'll take care of my brother. Demala went showing up and like, hey, you gotta let me know. Are you gonna love my boy forever? And it's like, Jesus Christ, this shit is cringy. <laughs> I was like, who wrote this shit? This doesn't make me think that they were serious. This just seems bad. <laughs> it just seems like this isn't how normal people talk. <laughs> But other than that, it was good. Like that, that the the dynamic of their relationship was good, um, or like what they were trying to portray. And it's like, yeah, there's it's rough around the edges, big time. But you just need some sandpaper to smooth it out. Just smooth it out. Uh, <laughs> I like. I know I'm trying to defend. Like I, I I have to because that's kind of what this is about. But like I'm trying to defend Rise of Cobra. And it's like if you've seen it, you'd be like, what? but it's like there were really good parts in rise of the cobra and there was stuff that they did that was really cool the way how the baroness acted in the rise of cobra and especially considering how she acted on um snake eyes and i was like oh yeah i really liked her attitude towards everything um i love the fact that like when she um when they was in france and like she was telling people to get out she's a lot lady walk past she love your shoes i i it was funny to me (laughs) and then you just see her blasting at duke who's in like a little um, turbo suit. <laughs> it's what I like to call them. As that as they were made, and they were like just clearing other cars, but for some reason they couldn't catch up to the one that they were on, um, the one that they needed to catch up to. And then every time the camera went to their positioning, it seems like they were, the distance got further and further away, <laughs> which didn't make any sense. It was like they're going a straight shot and they're gaining on them. But then, when the camera angle would change, I was like, "Why are they further away?" <laughs> oh man, such so so many weird things that they did in that movie. <laughs> but the little turbo suits were cool. I actually enjoy that part, and that was some of the best special effects that they had in that movie. Um, Hell, even the the concept of like this nanobites that can eat machinery. Um, the guy who makes weapons. Uh, being the one that um, houses essentially 70% of the world's, um, is like this, is like he does, he sells 70% of the world's arm deals are done through his company. And he also is the same company that does the safety precautions to protect against said weapons. And then that being an overall plan for Cobra Commander, it's like, motherfucker, that's ingenious. <laughs> and I was like, this oh, this should have been put on a better movie. <laughs> People will respect this more. If this was on a better movie. <laughs> shit. Oh, man. And it's just those those type of elements that was introduced and brought up in Rise of the Cobra made me like, kind of a kind of like G.I. Joe a little bit more. Like I said, the first movie made me like G.I. Joe just a little bit more. Um, and then, you know, same thing for like with comic book characters and different movies and shit like that. And it's like the G.I. Joe movie did that for me. I remember late night GI Joe would come on along with like old He-Man or Transformers when I was growing up because I'm a nineties kid. I didn't see the show. I didn't see this shit is like um, cartoons that would come on in the afternoon for me. No, this shit came on late at night. Even though I wanted to see more of the stuff that I like, but you know, cartoon cartoons can only last for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and before Adult Swim, mm, I didn't care. <laughs> um, so it it. You know, it was like, I got to see certain stuff. Like, I know, like, eventually they summon that uh, guy who basically has, like, a big old cobra on his head. And it's like, that's where the original idea of cobra came from. It's from, like, basically a religion, I believe. And then Cobra Commander got turned into a snake. And that's where the iconic line of I once was a man came from. And I do believe that's from, well, that's where I heard it from, was from G.I. Joe. But, like, you know, you've heard multiple things make fun of that. But I thought it always came from G.I. Joe from when they found Cobra Commander, I was once a man. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, and um, even the voice of Cobra Commander, which is um, incredibly iconic, much like Starscream from Transformers for me, um, the voice of Cobra Commander was very iconic. And so even on the Rise of the Cobra movie, the fact that him putting on the brand new mask did absolutely nothing to change his voice or the fact that the mask itself looked absolutely nothing like Cobra Commander's mask was incredibly disappointing and it seems like a huge fuck up in that movie that should not have happened. <laughs> it was like and by today's standards it would have got like just crucified for doing something that just barbaric, because that was barbaric. But um by that standards of that time when the rise of cobra came out, like yeah people are upset about it, but there was just no way you could voice your opinions it, YouTube wasn't that booming back then for for that much of a you know a backlash for that movie and everything but it still was very disappointing even watching it again and seeing him put on the mask and I was like I forgot about that part um until I re-watched the movie and when I did and I was like oh yeah the, it looks terrible and it was like he was like call me commander and I was like and it, it doesn't alter your voice on nothing and I was like ah oh, come on man <laughs> and I was like you just you just sound it sounds deeper and I was like could have been like you see something like attached to your throat or something like that for you to put the mask on and breathe correctly and like have him fight, run, and shoot normally. And it's like, but in exchange of doing that, his voice comes out weird or, or something. You know, and it's like that's uh, that's all you got to do. And it was like I designed this, but it's like that's the drawback of me wearing this. And just simple shit, but um, simple fixes, simple fixes, but people don't think even um, Destro getting created the way that he did. I like that. You know, I like that. Where it seemed like he was the head honcho, but it turns out Cobra Commander was manipulating him the entire time. Also, the fact that G.I. Joe was a secret military unit that has existed all this time, which is pretty cool. Um, And that Cobra, and like the movie in The Rise of the Cobra was actually initializing and setting up that Cobra was a brand new um, terrorist group that um, essentially came into play and like was basically pushing the joes to their limit for the most part they've always been around stopping different groups and whatnot from doing anything under the um, watchful eye of the government keeping tabs on um, or keeping keeping them in check because they're all from different sanctions and different forms of government that um top military people get um, accepted into the joes and then you essentially have this super organization that's just doing dirt and it's just throwing the Joes for a loop because they're going at it in a way that they've never experienced before. By all means, that's fantastic. That is a wonderful concept, especially with introducing Cobra, um, the the big threat that the Joes have to face, and then essentially you shell out afterwards just everything and anything that, that involves the Joes and what they're doing, just all stems from essentially Cobra Commander having plan after plan after plan after plan, and then the Joes trying to react to it. And the sequel just did not live up to that uh, expectation, which is why it was such shit. But it should have, which would have led to just wonderful sequels, a fantastic concept of a franchise, and the G.I. Joe movies would have been basically uh, cut above the rest if they were to have followed a lot to the uh, character's original concept and personality traits and whatnot, and then the wide array of of um, characters that they have under their disposal as well to showcase different aspects of different concepts of um, doing what they were doing. I mean, like, how cool would it be to see someone like, um, what is it, a shipwreck? And, uh, like, he's dealing with, essentially, the Cobra guy that can transform or look like different people, and then you kind of have like a one-off series of him trying to figure out exactly who he is before they land somewhere and he disappears completely, but he only has a small amount of time to do it or something like that. Well, that's just I could be anything, you know, (laughs) but just different creative shit like that, that they could have took liberties with the different properties and whatnot and build something that would have been amazing. Uh, Essentially the same plan that the dude who's doing a Mortal Kombat had, but better, like much better. Yeah. That would have been fine. That would have been, that would have been cool. That would have been amazing, but uh, that, 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 ain't, that ain't what we got when we got that super, baby. That ain't, that ain't what we got. <laughs> it was so terrible. Funny. Bruce Willis in the back of a truck shooting at a machine How cool is that, you fucking idiot? <laughs> it's like, who, who told you to get his old ass? Why would you do that? He's so old. Uh, it was so stupid. And he like if you look at the poster for that fucking G.I. Joe movie, his... He takes up the biggest spot in the whole fucking thing. And it's like, no. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you can just fill it with no-name military people. It don't matter. Fuck. Sadly enough that we're at a day and age right now where essentially that that sentence carries more weight than anything. Where the concept of actors um, or like uh, names being like a huge carrying and selling point for movies right now ain't really that big of a deal i mean like it it matters but it's not that big of a deal if the actor gives a solid performance and it has basically a lot of popularity behind its name people are going to watch it and essentially if it has any integrity as a property people will definitely enjoy it and then it'll build up its variety the current snake eyes movie i mean it's not as if anyone in that movie is someone that's like, "Oh my God, I can't believe it's them." I don't know who any of those people are except from the guy from a uh, raid and Ruben uh, Ray too. But that wasn't something that made me go, "Oh, I definitely need to see this movie." I knew they were going to underutilize this guy. He's amazing. Um, it was like you should have had him choreograph all the goddamn fights. Nah, we'll just have him play hard, Master whatever dude <laughs> I was like whatever dude but yeah and i was like so i mean even with what they did with snake eyes and i was like well now more than ever you should basically be under the notion of like hey we need to go hard in doing this we need to showcase different characters within gi joe i mean w- within the gi joe group that will basically make people want to see other movies about other gi joe characters you showed you showed scarlet and you only had her for like, what, three different fucking scenes? And it's like, you just basically had an entire movie that was just a sludge fest of snake eyes trying to get over his dead dad. And it's like, why are you guys, it's like, it, it was almost as if they were trying to paint him as like this pathetic Batman clone, where it was like totally justified for him to be doing whatever he needs to do in order to get revenge for his parents. But then when push came to shove, it was more so like, hey, you know what? My friends are what's really important, not my revenge trip. Because the world is at stake. And when it was all said and done, at that point in time, it was like, it's too late, fucker. You, you're willing to let the world burn in order for you to get over it. Like, ah, oh, like just really bad executions. <laughs> like, all around. Just bad executions and concepts throughout that entire fucking movie. And it just made for a, a boring trudge of a movie that just was incredibly ridiculous. And for anyone who happened to be a fan of G.I. Joe... It was just all the more unsettling because you already understood and knew what was going to happen to the characters at the end in order for their inevitable origin story to make any fucking sense. And then when it got to the end of the movie, it forced that upon you rather than actually being something that made any fucking sense. <laughs> like Storm Shadow ran away from the clan and swore vengeance and basically was going to join Cobra. But the movie didn't set it up to where that would seem like something that naturally would happen. It didn't even feel like it was right. if anything, it felt wrong because he was wronged. He was literally trying to save the clan. He didn't do anything that would warrant banishment that would make it seem as if he definitely needed to be excommunicated or that he would even trust Cobra at the end of everything, considering that he had such strong feelings with um who uh, with the antagonist who was his cousin at the time who happened to be working under Cobra. So why would he then join them? That oh, that's so fucking stupid. <laughs> oh my goodness. But you compare that. Oh, gotta stop again. Now I'm back. But you compare that to um the rise of Cobra, which essentially really the just the cheesiness execution of um. Cobra Commander's sister actually being the fiance of Duke and then she became the Baroness and then essentially that is why he had a connection to her which is what enabled him to be in the missions where they tried to track her down so that's something that's actually justified their dialogue exchange is what made it just oh but you know <laughs> it still justified that concept them him using his information about her in order for him to like try to find her and like persuade her and talk to her. And then you still have that um, concept, like the mind control going around um, within this movie, as well as the fact that she had some type of skill in battle because she was actually trained and taught by storm shadow. She actually um, comes from a militaristic background from her brother or whatnot. And then um, so like these, these things carried and they made sense. <laughs> and, 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 like it, it, it just, It it took liberties with what it actually is, but they weren't bad. They weren't god-awful. It's just the execution was bad, which is essentially what I'm really trying to get at. It's just that the execution of Rise of Cobra could have definitely been handled better. But the movie itself was in no way, shape, or form bad. It just, it really needed some fine fucking tuning. And then it definitely needed a sequel that should have blown the socks off of anyone who's seen it, because it should have been just that good. But that's not what was presented to us. So I I really just needed to stand on the pedestal and defend it on that aspect. So I I do believe that The Rise of Cobra, G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, is a far better film than people give it credit for. But it does, it does have its problems. It is in no way, shape, or form perfect or anything like that but it it does have its problems but it is a far better movie than people give her credit for um the the effects are awesome the the conflicts that the characters have actually are very well developed you got more from storm shadow and snake eyes's um brotherly rivalry aspect of their characters in rise of cobra than you did throughout the entire snake eyes movie and that movie was supposed to showcase why they would have such a relationship. And then it did it badly. So, <laughs> And I don't know if they were following the comic book story or anything. And I don't really know which came first between the uh, iteration of the cartoon, the toy, or the comic book. And I don't care. <laughs> but again, their relationship seems so forced and unrealistic compared to you having that one moment in the rise of cobra when storm shadow and snake eyes were fighting and then he gets stabbed and then essentially when he's falling you see snake eyes try to reach out for him and pull him and like grab him and it's like you actually could feel like the sentiment with that like the multiple times when storm shadow would see him he would be able to understand and tell so much about snake eyes um, like having like being where it's like uh they were like, I think he's given up, and he, he never gives up. <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, Snake Eyes is still doing shit, or when he would see him and he'd be like, Hello, brother. And then like um and then you have the um like the one throwaway line where it just kind of came out of nowhere, and he was like, When our master died, you score a vow of silence. And it's like, Well, how would you know that? You ran away before he died, you know, he ran away when he was holding the master. So, how would you know that? I don't know, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> but as a throwaway line, but essentially it did so much to like just kind of fill in that hole of exactly what happened to Snake Eyes because apparently the original thing, motherfucker, face get blown off <laughs> through yeah. um, face reconstructive surgery. Um, surgery, they were able to basically bring back his face, but his um, voice box and the vocal cords were all messed up, so he just didn't talk. And that's hardcore. <laughs> and after finding out about that. And then essentially my favorite thing being the whole Val of Silence thing from The Rise of Cobra. After finding out about the whole face getting blown off thing, and then seeing the Snake Eyes origin, I was upset. I was like, you had a chance to be hardcore with Snake Eyes, and you didn't? I was like, hell, well, they didn't even make Snake Eyes the silent, amazing ninja that he's supposed to be. I mean, the dude actually does the whole join the, um, the clan when he's fairly older and whatnot but just through sheer training um he becomes a force to be reckoned with to the point where they believe that he should rule the clan not storm shadow i was like why couldn't you just implement that but they didn't like it made this special superpowered, fiery rock and all the um elements of the ninjas the fighting and the weaponry and basically military tactic shit just kind of went right out the window for some goofy ass superpower shit and this really was like the same problem that happened with Mortal Kombat. <laughs> but this was just is it, it, it more so like it all fell apart at the very end. Um, well, it all didn't fall apart at the very end but it just kind of wasn't consistent. And when it got to the end, which should have been the thing that wrapped everything up in a tight-knit, um, very digestible conclusion, it still didn't know what the fuck it was doing. So let's give a stone that just basically burned shit or whatnot. Hell I would have opted for them to have like a um a piece of the weather dominator or something like that. Like something that just would have been like a nod to the fans of G.I. Joe or anything. Um, and if you know anything about G.I. Joe, like a major thing that they always brought up was like the fucking weather dominator in different episodes. And they were always looking for the pieces of it. So and like Cobra was trying to like gather the three pieces of the weather dominator so they can control the weather, like making them control the world. It was always like a overused plot point or whatever throughout their story. But yeah, and I was like, I would like to have seen something like that or whatever. But just, I would have enjoyed anything other than what they gave us, which was just kind of a whack-ass concept. Like, just, just really a bad executed concept. Um, it just could have been handled better. But suffice it to say, between the two G.I. Joe movies the gi joe rise of cobra and the snake eyes the gi origin um i would be more prompt to let someone watch the rise of cobra which had amazing special effects fantastic um action scenes and actually some uh pretty decent um story elements and uh cool little plot points and whatnot and like i said i still thought the whole um the Destro cobra commander uh, even the twist at the end with the president and everything were very very well and very fine executed um story elements that were um not too far-fetched from gi joe but it's still held within that realm of the tactical militaristic upping one and one up in the other and type thing i love the fact that at the end of it you know the joes were just assured that they won like we had this grandiose battle we won and then like oh no we was doing all this so we can replace the president. Now what? The guy who tells you what to do. Oh, now we own, like, we have him. Oh, man. That's awesome. <laughs> it was like to end the movie on that aspect. That's awesome. And it was like, ooh, this, this can lead into so much shit later on, you know? And it's like, just bring in more Cobra agents and, um, you know, have Storm Shadow stay alive and blah, blah, blah. You know, just so much you could do. You could do so much with it. But they didn't. (laughs) They just was like, Bruce Willis. Bring in Bruce Willis. I want Bruce Willis. Give me a Bruce. He's not even in the movie for that much. Exactly. Do you realize how fucking retarded that is? It's like he's not even really in the movie, but they have him in the movie. Why? Ugh. (laughs) Gross is what it is. It's gross. (laughs) I've only seen that movie once and I don't like it. (laughs) But yeah, I just wanted to defend it on that aspect. By all means, you know, give it a couple of years because I do not believe the snake eyes got well. Snake eyes is not doing well. So um, actually, let me let me look at that up. I don't I don't really know the. I know the budget was like eighteen mil, which is well like eighty mil, which is very cheap. Um, and uh, it, it it like it's very. Um, low uh in comparison to like the original rise of the cobra yeah um snake Eyes was 88 million it cost to make but rise of cobra cost 175 million you know like that's like fuck <laughs> you know but um it actually only made let's see let's see let's see oh that's not good um Actually, this is the wrong fucking <laughs> snake house. This is the goddamn snake out of Nicholas Cage, you stupid bastard. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. Whoo! That is not good. Um it actually only made like it barely made 17 million. So ugh. <laughs> like that is not good at all. So that makes it a flop, which is really bad. So that lets me further know that this movie itself was going to do bad for the G.I. Joe brand for a very long time. Um, there probably won't be another G.I. Joe movie for a very long time because nobody's gonna stick out their neck or something like that. Um Jesus Christ. And it was like only 17 mil. It costs 88 mil. Jeez, fuck. <laughs> Man, someone's someone got they I mean, someone got their stomach punched. <laughs> someone got their ass beat for that. Oh man, that's that's just whew, you can't even pay the craft service anymore. <laughs> all these cheese and cra- all these cheese and crackers, Gromit. They don't have them in print. Uh, no. I know I'm saying that wrong, but you know that thing's funny. <laughs> Wake up, Gromit. There's no cheese and crackers in prison, Gromit. <laughs> oh shit, But... Yeah, that lets me further know <laughs> what the hell I'm talking about. And the fact that the Rise of Cobra actually made some money, which warranted a sequel. Um, Snake Eyes did no such thing. So this is going to set back the G.I. Joe brand for for a good hot minute until someone finally trusted someone is capable of actually doing a G.I. Joe movie. Um, realistically, it, they should go the route of X-Men, where essentially, much like Rise of Cobra, introduce a bunch of their characters all with their different personalities um meld together not too many but just enough to where you can get a feel for the GI Joe. Um and then essentially you also introduce the big baddies and you make them seem as important as they're supposed to and seem, um supposed to be. Uh it, hell I did I hated the fact that in the snake eyes they were like they already had cobra and they already had the Joes and it was like and he doesn't even know about either of them and I was like yeah that's mm. And it just seems like their relationship was kind of like, huh, anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. Kill some people. No, you can't kill some people. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and it was like, like even having um Scarlet and the Baroness, like being like, yeah, we can team up and snake eyes. And I was like, the fuck your enemies. No, don't do this. This is bad, <laughs> but we have a common goal. <laughs> Oh, man. Terrible. Just terrible. But essentially, when someone does trust for them uh, to do another G.I. Joe, hell, even doing an origin movie would be, um, I still would welcome that concept. But do an origin movie in a sense of starting off that character joining the Joes, not starting off the conflict between the Joes and the Cobra, using someone as an origin um, as an origin point. Don't do that. Do that with someone later. Do that when you can build upon this world or if you can already have this established correlation between things. Snake Eyes tried to do way too much with way too little and it didn't even understand exactly who the hell it was that they were even fucking talking about because in the Snake Eyes movie, they really didn't even do Snake Eyes. So they definitely missed the buck on that one. But it's not like the movie itself was just completely bad. I still enjoyed watching it. But when everything was all said and done, the dust settled, I was upset. And I was like, yeah, it wasn't worth it. Like It wasn't worth it and it could have been done better, especially considering the fact that I actually wanted to see it. But (laughs) and it was like when I saw it, it was like, well, that was disappointing. This could have been better. This could have been much better. But then upon rewatching The Rise of the Cobra, I saw that, yeah, this was okay. This was an okay movie. Could it have, And then it was not that this could have been better, but could it have been done better? Sure. Was it necessary? Not really. It's fine on its own, especially as a. it's perfect. In fact, as a jumping off point for G.I. Joe. Um, and it was just even far more fantastic in being a and um, essentially having the bad guys have an origin story rather than the good guys be this origin story. How dope is that? Why couldn't they make a G.I. Joe movie where essentially Cobra is now the looming threat and then we see how the Joes get put together in order to stop Cobra? And then essentially you might have a movie where it seems like they defeated Cobra who actually went into hiding and then essentially they have to disband the Joes and then the other countries might get into conflicts but then it turns out that happens to be um, a, uh, a plan that was implemented by Cobra from way back when in movie three and now it's being implemented in movie six or something like that, six or seven or something like that. You know, and it's like, how, how awesome would something like that be, where you do the reverse from the original Rise of the Cobra movie, where now it's it's how the Jills start. So it's like GI Joe, the real, you know, we can't say real American hero, but uh, be like, yo, know, uh, be like, yeah, GI Joe, and um, so like just different, different things, different stuff, just an execution would um a good execution would be very much welcome but yeah the gi joe movies have a long way to go before they're actually any good um or anyone actually like you know put some love and love and tenderness behind their names and whatnot um let alone someone who cares enough about the characters to be able to showcase them correctly uh You also needed the added bonus of someone being able to break out of that shell of keeping them PG-13. Having something like G.I. Joe be rated R would be fantastic. Killing, blood, explosions, cursing with a bunch of military people who have these ridiculous abilities and tactics and skills and whatnot. How would that not be fun? Uh, Much like how the um, Deadpool broke the mold in terms of uh, basically getting out of the realm of the PG 13 scope of superhero movies as the current trend. I feel that something like G.I. Joe could and should be the upset that shakes up the concept of a military movie, which as of late is basically riddled with shit written by Tom Clancy, who just can't get over the notion that Russia is going to betray America. <laughs> It's like all of his books are that. Like all of his books, there's this dirty nuke somewhere where Russia. <laughs> it's like Tom Clancy wrote this, right? Yeah, it's Russia. It's always Russia. He doesn't do nowhere else but Russia. <laughs> oh, Tom. Oh, Tom. That guy. <laughs> but it just it. I I always I've always liked the. Overzealous and highly over-exaggerated concept of the military within G.I. Joe. You know, you kind of got one guy that's basically the best at one particular field of combat in the military within G.I. Joe. And uh, <laughs> the, the cartoons were, God, I hated watching them. Oh, man. it was, But there was nothing else to watch, but I hated watching them. And knowing is half the battle. I mean, (laughs) the 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 cheesiness in the Rise of Cobra and the fact that they had these things—it's like the person who did the Rise of Cobra—they knew about GI Joe, but they just—if like if you just gave them an R rating, oh, they would have—they would have did fine. I do believe they would have did fine. Um, it would—it would have been a hell of a lot better of a movie. Uh, Jesus Christ, hell, even getting Marlon Wayans and to end up with Scarlett, I. It was like it wasn't it wasn't a bad idea it's just this it just could have been executed better damn <laughs> it was like how you're going about it good it's really good I'm Like, oh, jesus christ <sighs> but i digress so i just felt that that was something worth saying you know it was like snake eyes did bad it, it did really bad but i do hold out for actually a good gi joe movie because that's the only fucking way i will watch gi joe the, Cartoons was never an appeal to me, and honestly, we're getting to the point where the people who grew up watching the cartoons are probably going to be much less interested in watching a fucking movie, (laughs) let alone care when another movie does get executed. But if someone took the time out to actually study the characters, go by what the actual, um, listen to the fan input and outcry from the other movies, get an R rating. Understand the notion of basically the wacky militaristic aspects of G.I. Joe, not a wacky comic book aspect of G.I. Joe. Really, a fucking star, a fucking stone that can set shit on fire. Like that, I was crossing the line. <laughs> like you cross the line big time. Uh, but you know, like a supersonic jet that can break the sound barrier, but when you pilot it, like you know, you pass that after a couple of seconds something like that so you know like just that type of shit yeah that's the weird that i can deal with with gi joe not magic don't do magic magic makes no sense in this world you definitely don't need magic introduce magic later on when you want to do the other shit that the actual cartoon did when it got to like magic or whatever something you know but like you don't start you don't start off the gate like that (laughs) ah terrible just terrible and it's like I just hope in the future that someday someone is able to make an actual, you know, a really good G.I. Joe movie. I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad seeing a really good G.I. Joe movie. As, like I said, I was actually excited for Snake Eyes. So that, that means I got some type of um, loyalty to this franchise. Uh, I've always liked Cobra Commander as a villain. Um, voice, iconic, like I said. Um, and then essentially having, um, what's his name, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, play Cobra Commander within Rise of Cobra, I thought it was great. You know, and I was like, because he's a fantastic abracadabra. Uh, uh, abber, <laughs> he's a fantastic actor, and having him go about, um, you know, being Cobra Commander, or having him do like a crazy voice, but giving like a great acting performance, that would have been cool. That would have been cool. But I digress. But I just, I really wanted to make this video because I just wanted to stake my case on that concept that I. I do hope no one gives up on the G.I. Joe franchise, but I do hope someone who cares more about G.I. Joe as a whole um, is allowed to do the movies. And then essentially it does make a popular movie franchise that spews a couple of movies that um, are really good and very entertaining and essentially keep the notion of G.I. Joe alive. But for right now, kind of need to just uh, float with his uh just float in the water because uh right now this bitch dead <laughs> oh man well that's all this has been another episode of Home with flame i've been your host day the flame there's always good people i hope you have fun